Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. This commandment, you shall not kill, refers to persons. And therefore, a man is not just something, but is somebody, is someone. And as we were saying, man has been created by God in order to know God and to love him. Therefore, uh, then uh, the, the, the fifth commandment refers only to persons, not to animals. To kill animals is, there are many things, obviously, but uh, to kill animals the disorder of killing animals for the sake of enjoying killing animals or exploding, it should be uh, something uh, precisely which is at the service of the person. I mean, we kill animals to eat. This is, this is obvious, no? I mean, so, but then the reason why it is not right to, to mistreat, to kill or to mistreat, no? I mean, animals and in general, uh, to mistreat or misuse or to abuse the whole creation. Precisely, this is from the disorder that arises from, from, from within man. So, and this is a lack of, of disorder in our passions. And also is a lack of justice. I mean, precisely because the, we are administrators of the whole creation, but this is a different and then the, the fifth commandment forbids, first of all, homicide, but it also condemns any unjust injury caused to another. It's not just the respect for human life, but it's also the, the reverence for the uh, corporal integrity, the life of the person. And then mercy and pardon are characteristics of God. And then his paternal mercy is constantly showered on our indigents. Mercy, which makes us feel compassion in our heart for the misfortune of others, should be present also in the life of the children of God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And this is why we need also to forgive to forgive the offenses. When offended, when we are offended, we need to try to, to not to become upset, not to react, not to overreact, no? and then to remove the anger from our hearts. And this obviously requires struggle. Then we should keep in mind that injuries, although they, they uh, those who cause them, they always commit sin. Then at the same time, all these injuries help serve for our personal purification. And then if we forgive the offenses of the others, if we uh, pardon the offenses of the others, then God will pardon our offenses. This is literally what we pray 
in the Oefara, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We forgive because God has forgiven us. We forgive, we are forgiven, God forgives us because we forgive the others. And then at the same time, we need to, to remove from our hearts the hatred, the bitterness, whatever is there, because this is a very, uh, it's a huge hindrance, it's a huge obstacle to pray, it's a huge a wall which prevents us to communicate with God. It's very difficult to pray when we are bitter against somebody, when we are keeping the hatred, when we are keeping the annoyance, and we need to learn to forgive. Maybe we will not move on so fast, maybe we will not forget, but we need to forgive. It's an act of will, and to put apart all our passions, emotions, and 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 to pray. As Pope Francis has explained several times, we need to, to pray for our enemies. And we pray for our enemies with this prayer of intercession in a way that we become from victims to intercessors. Therefore, the fifth commandment demands respect for human life. So, it's not to kill, but it also forbids to strike, to wound, or to do any unjust injury uh, to our neighbor's body directly or through others. And it also forbids hurting them with injurious words uh, or wishing evil on them. Then uh, this fifth commandment also uh, prohibits bringing about one's own death to commit suicide. I mean, this is wrong. So then, obviously, the voluntary homicide uh, is, is, a, is a, an offense, a mortal sin against God. All these sins uh, in this fifth commandment are, are grave. So voluntary homicide, when one voluntary wants or kills somebody, this is a grave sin. And then. Uh, as, as the book of Genesis already commenting the sin between Cain and Abel, the sin of Cain against Abel, no? it's a sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance. No? Then besides the voluntary homicide, we, saw, we have also the sin of abortion, the sin of euthanasia. So uh, abortion is clear, euthanasia is clear, but uh, we need to, to go to, to, to the roots of why to kill an innocent person is, is right. Why to commit euthanasia, no? I mean, is right, no? I mean, many people try to put the things in a way that is mercy killing uh, for the person not to suffer. So, uh, euthanasia, in understood in the strict sense is an action or omission which of itself and by intention causes death with the purpose of eliminating all suffering. Then it is a grave violation of the law of God since it is the deliberate and morally unacceptable killing of a human person. Depending on the circumstances, this practice involves the malice proper to suicide or murder. Therefore, uh, euthanasia is gravely contrary 
to the dignity of the human person and is one of the consequences of a hedonistic society. It's a consequence of the loss of Christian meaning of suffering. So people are afraid of suffering, but it's a fact that sooner or later we are going to suffer. Therefore, we need to, we need to understand the meaning of suffering. How? Looking at Jesus Christ on the cross. We are not animals. When a dog or a horse no, has broken the leg, no, what are you going to do? You are going to kill it. Are you going to bandage, no? I mean, to put the, the cask, I mean, and then trying to, to heal the horse? I mean, what is, what, what's it, is it useful for a farmer, for instance, who have a horse who is limping, which is limping? I mean, it makes no sense. Anyway, so, but this is the point. We are not animals. It's not a matter of suffering or not suffering. And obviously, we need to, to find out the ways for us not to suffer, for us not to, to, be, to be healthy. This is obvious. But at the same time, well, there is a moment in which we need to suffer the sickness, we need to suffer pain. And therefore, uh, nothing justifies the death of a person, even if it is to avoid suffering. Then there is, there is also what they call palliative medicine that is, is very useful and it's very helpful. And then uh, these continuing medical procedures that are bothersome, dangerous, extraordinary or disproportionate to the expected outcome can be legitimate. <clears throat> but then at the same time, it is the refusal of the overzealous treatment. So it's not that we, we want to cause that, it's that there are no more remedies and then we cannot just put all the means, I mean, in a, in a way that is disproportionate, in a way that, well, which are the proportion, I mean, what are the probabilities for this person to, to be saved, no? Out of one of, of one percent, I mean, well, and do you have the money? We don't have the money. I mean, and then you want to kill the person. I don't want to kill the person. There are many situations and circumstances, but nothing justifies the, 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 the assistance for a person to be killed. And besides, no, I mean, but this is the, the abuses that are around the euthanasia because many old people they can want to continue living but their children they don't want because it's a it's a border and then you just inject something that he will not suffer or she will not suffer and that's all it happens in many countries no i mean so uh, we need to take care of of the people no i mean and, and we need to take care of them till the end and this entails a lot of sacrifices no? i mean then another, another sin against the fifth commandment is precisely the suicide. To commit suicide uh, consciously, I mean, and being aware of it, is a very serious sin. The person who commits suicide is, is in hell, I mean, we don't know. The person who commits suicide uh, because it was under pressure, had a mental sickness, I mean, can we deny the the Christian, no, the Catholic burial, obviously, no. But she committed suicide. She left a letter saying that she wants to go. Well, and who knows if after she wrote the letter and before she, she was in front of God, she realized that, well, all this is wrong. 
and she is she repented. We don't know. So <clears throat> then I know also at the same time uh, we will enter now into all this uh, self-defense. In fact, is this uh, next the legitimate defense? I see that you are asking questions, and I don't have the chat here now. Okay. Uh, then the the uh, what I was saying is that uh, there are many situations and circumstances in which a person uh, thinks of removing himself from this world to commit suicide. And these, these thoughts can have many different origins, frustration, I mean, is it a sin? Well, can be a sin if we have the real intention no? or the real desire. But in principle, I mean, when, as it happens with many other kinds of thoughts, when we think of suicide, we need to reject it. Exactly the same as if you are thinking seriously of killing somebody, reject it because it makes no sense. No? Then what happens with the, the death penalty? Well, in principle, uh, the defense of the common good no, I mean, uh, demands, requires that the aggressor maybe uh, be prevented from causing more injury. And therefore, before the death penalty was allowed. Pope Francis changed two years ago, if I'm not wrong, or last year, two years ago, precisely the, the catechism of the Catholic Church, explaining that nowadays with the conditions we have, no, the advancements of society and so on, maybe in normal circumstances, the death penalty is not legitimate anymore. And therefore, uh, well, uh, we need to see. Then finally, the legitimate defense. No? I mean, the prohibition of killing does not eliminate the right of preventing an unjust aggressor from causing injury. Therefore, a legitimate defense can be sometimes even a grave obligation for someone who is responsible for the life of another or for the common good. So imagine a policeman. He is especially responsible well, to protect the life of the others. And therefore, if he sees somebody who is robbing a bank with, with an armed robber, and then they start shooting, well, uh, obviously, if you don't, don't defend yourself and you don't defend the society, this man is the, the armed robbers are going to kill more people. So always in the legitimate defense, there should be like, like three conditions. No? The first one, that is an imminent danger, that is a fact that something is going to happen, uh, that there is a danger for the person, Secondly, that there is a, there is a proportion, okay, and well, first of all, that there is a, an attack against the the, the person, no? that this attack is imminent, okay, and then third, that there is a proportion. No? I mean, there is a proportion in the reply, no? I mean, to this uh, attempt not against against our life. No? I mean, so. Then, uh, besides this defending the life of, of, the, of the person, the fifth commandment also uh, involves other duties. First of all, the, the respect for the soul uh, of the neighbor, to avoid the scandal, to avoid 
scandal technically is not the impression, no? I mean, the noise that you cause. Scandal is precisely the incitation that somebody is lead to sin as a consequence of my actions. Because this means to kill the spiritual life of the other person. The scandal is a serious sin. So if with my example, if with my actions, I am leading others to commit sin, this is a scandal. Not just, uh, uh, not just the, the noise, no? I mean, the impression, no? I mean, then a scandal is a grave sin. It's a grave offense uh, if by deed or omission, another is deliberately led into a grave offense. And it takes a particular gravity when the scandal is given by those in a position of authority. So uh, then, then, then is, there is also another thing, which is we need to respect also our own soul. Then the greatest honor we grant to our own soul is precisely to be always in a state of grace, trying to avoid any sin, any offense. And trying to grow in the life of grace, in the life of God, for in the love of God. Identifying ourselves more and more with Jesus Christ. Then, at the same time, the the okay, wait a moment. Mm. What does uh, the church say about marriage between a couple who are both AS genotype? It's not medically advisable, but does the church advise against such marriage too? Well, uh, obviously it's not uh, medically advisable, uh, but at the same time, well, the, the couple, the husband and the wife should be responsible. So uh, the church discourages these marriages, but thus cannot prevent them because it's a right of the person. So, uh, the church cannot be against them. In fact, there are people no, who are married in, and, and they are ASAS. So, uh, so there, is, there is another right here, which is the right to get married with the person you want. It's the same as two persons who are infected with HIV. The probabilities of uh, the children out of this marriage to be also uh, positive with HIV is, is high. I am not a medical doctor, but apparently this is what happens. And therefore, uh, is it right? Can the church uh, prevent the marriage between two persons who are HIV? No, okay. What the church demands is that they are aware and they, they say yes with these circumstances. We cannot say, I, I didn't know. No, you knew already. Obviously, these are situations of, of suffering, okay? But uh, the church cannot prevent them, cannot impede them to get married, no? because it's a right to get married with the person. As far as this man and a woman open to life, they have the right. I mean, so uh, then when, when, what happens? This is another question. I'm reading just these questions. What happens? 
When someone demands a mercy killing for himself, either to end pain or maybe to donate one of his organs to someone who has a greater chance of survival. Well, obviously, you know, as I was saying, this, this mercy killing, okay, is a fallacy. So it's not that we are killing out of mercy to avoid pain. As I was saying, we are not owners of our lives. And even if we are going to have a life of pain, it does not justify the fact that we can remove ourselves from this life and to end it. Then, as I was saying at the beginning, life is a gift. Yes, but if it is to live in this way, in a miserable way, I don't want this life. And then we need to find out, and, and when somebody is in this situation of despair and fear in front of pain, uh, we need, to, we need to, to encourage the person to understand the meaning of pain. This is why the mercy killing and the euthanasia, as it has happened in the past, is the consequence of a hedonistic society that does not want to suffer. But the fact is that it is in our human nature to suffer. Yes, uh, once our, our, uh, we are dead, is it easy to donate the organs? Obviously, yes, it's very easy and it's good. But it's not that we commit suicide or we commit euthanasia because we want to give our, our, our donate our organs. It's, once we are dead, we will donate our organs, but we cannot kill ourselves because we don't want to suffer. This is what is wrong. Then, uh, obviously, uh, as I am saying, no? I mean, it's very easy to say this when you are not feeling anything, you don't feel any pain, but when you have any pain or you have been tetraplegic, that you can only move the, the neck, no? I mean, or even sometimes not even the neck, and you are always like a sack of potatoes, your brain is working, and then you are a big burden to many people around you. And, and, and then sometimes people are going through a kind of, well, suffering, not only for them, but also for the others. Well, even in these circumstances, I mean, if this person, even if the life can be tough, okay? Obviously, we need to create the social conditions for the people in these situations to have a, a, an easy life, but it's not easy. But nothing justifies that we kill somebody because the circumstances are tough. What we need to do is to create the circumstances for the people, the person to realize that even if it is in this situation, we love him because it's a matter of love at the end of the day. So, uh, Father, but when they bring a child into the world with HIV or similar, does that not mean that they are inflicting suffering on another willingly? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, as I was saying, what is the, I mean, I am not a medical doctor, but which are the probabilities that uh, between a couple, no, I mean, with AES, no, I mean, that the children coming out from it are sickle sack. I mean, then 30%, 40%, okay. Then uh, what happens with the children who are HIV? Hmm? So 
are you not bringing suffering? Well, when you bring life in this world, you bring suffering. It's a fact. I mean, in fact, we enter usually in this world with an act of sacrifice, with an act of suffering. I mean, uh, therefore, you know, sometimes I have thought of it. No, we have, I don't know, a, a very soft and emotional way of looking at reality. And then, uh, this is wrong because the truth is that the things are tough are difficult okay i don't want to bring suffering into this world obviously we don't want anybody to suffer i mean in fact heaven will be the end of all sufferings but the reality is that here on earth there is suffering so uh, therefore we cannot just be sentimental and we need to look at the person as a whole so it's very easy, you know, I mean, when you get to know a person who is sickle psych, I mean, uh, that or, or has HIV, and then we could say, well, if I get to know, imagine, you, know, you tell the person like this, no, he's already 30 years old, like he has gone or she has gone through different crises, no, and then you tell the person, you know, that maybe some of you have this kind of situations, no, I mean, and you are sick with this, and you tell the person, if I get to know that you're going to be like this, well, maybe I will remove you from my womb. Sorry, this is wrong. It's the same, no? Andrea Bocelli, the famous singer, no? I mean, that the mother, the, the doctors told her that he was going to come out with malformations, and then the mother said, I don't care, he's my son, and she got it, and then he was blind. I don't know exactly the whole story, no? But I mean, then if I get to know that you were like this, I, I will remove you. I mean, then many times, uh, even even the doctors say things that obviously in their own science but when the things happen well they don't have an explanation no? i mean i always say this no i mean there is a lot of mystery in how life comes out why life comes out therefore the, the there is it's difficult and to explain and to control the sources of life is very difficult anyway so uh, also, the couple with AES can bring a child with SS, single side. Suffering, at the end of the day, is, is not a, a reason, okay, to, to prevent anybody, I mean, to come into this world, because at the end of the day, how much suffering? Can you calculate the suffering? And I, don't, I know that there are many tough situations, but this is what I was saying, no? I mean, and then uh, we cannot just look at the whole person, no? I mean, from this just suffering point of view, the person has many of the qualities and circumstances and situations. No? So uh, nothing justifies, and this is the point. We need to understand a bit the, the meaning of suffering. This doesn't mean that we become masochists, that we like suffering. But at the same time, we realize that suffering has a dignity, okay? And then at the end of the day, we wonder, no? Why the sickness? Why death? Why all this evil in this world? Okay. And then the fact that somebody is suffering it does not make the person bad. Is suffering. Okay. And then, from a Christian point of view, what we need to do is to look at why Jesus to look at the cross. Why has Jesus Christ redeemed us through the cross? through suffering, pain, loneliness, abandonment, lack of justice, everything which is wrong was assumed by Jesus Christ. Therefore, 
if Jesus Christ has assumed all this, means that also all these are means of salvation, are means of redemption. Okay. So uh, now let us finish. No, I mean because the 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 respect also for our own health is part of this fifth commandment. This is why uh, the any action, any behavior, any uh, addictions, the use of drugs, no, the abuse of drugs, no, or or alcohol, which destroys our our health, is also uh, a sin against the fifth commandment. The the putting ourselves in danger in situations because of lack of prudence, the reckless driving, for instance, this can be also a, a sin against the fifth commandment. We are risking our lives and we are risking the life of the others. No, all these kinds of behaviors, this is wrong. No? And then <coughs> we were talking before about the transplant, the donation of organs. The donation of organs uh, can be an act of charity. If the donation is really and truly free no? and, and uh, gratuitous. And then it respects also the order of justice and charity. I know some people who have donated their own kidney, one of the two. But obviously, you cannot give the two. Okay. I know that some people have a dispose in their own testament that once they are dead my organs no i mean those who are valid or whatever they can be donated for for transplant of other persons no i mean though what we need to avoid is uh, the the business you know it's very well known how there are mafias and there are different uh, places no that they 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 don't kill, but they take the organs of the persons. No, I mean the kidneys. No, mainly the kidneys. No, I mean or they steal bodies. No, I mean there are many different horrible things. No, I mean all this is against the fifth commandment. No? So a person may only donate something of which he can deprive himself or herself without serious danger or injury to his own life and personal identity, and for a just unproportionate reason. It is obvious that vital organs can only be donated after death. It's obvious. Then also is against the fifth commandment, anything which is against the bodily, physical freedom and bodily integrity. All kinds of kidnappings, torture, no? I mean, all these are grave offenses against justice and charity. No? At the same time, the, the voluntarily sterilization is contrary to the moral law, except in the cases of a strictly therapeutic medical necessity, that is to say when it is necessary for the good of the whole body, the principle of totality. Obviously, if I have this cancer, they have to remove the uterus. This is obvious. I mean, it's, it's valid and it should be like this on the vasectomy or whatever. All this is against the, the bodily integrity. No? I mean, uh, and then the respect for the dead. We need also to respect the bodies of the dead. And they must be treated with respect and charity in faith and hope of the resurrection of the bodies. No? 
the burial of, of the death is a corporal work of mercy. And therefore, the church earnestly recommends the pious custom of burial, burial, of burial or be retained, but it does not forbid cremation unless this is chosen for reasons which are contrary to Christian teaching. The cremation, for instance, in some places, they, they cremate the bodies, they burn them down. And this is, this is because of religious considerations, because they think that after death, well, we are reincarnated in another thing. We become another thing. Hindus, they, well, there are different religions that they believe this is something very old, reincarnation. We don't believe in reincarnation. Once we have been created, our soul is eternal. And therefore, uh, when we die, we go to heaven. It's not that we become something else, a mosquito, an animal, a plant, or another person. There is no reincarnation. We believe in the resurrection of our bodies, which is our soul, death separates the body from the soul, at the moment of the resurrection of our bodies, the soul will come back to our body. It's immortal. And where is our soul when we die? In heaven, in hell, or purgatory. And when we will be resurrected at the end of time, well, our soul will come back again to our body. This is the resurrection. Finally, also, uh, well, somebody was asking before, no? I mean, the 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 legitimate defense and in times of war. Obviously, the armies have a special duty of defending peace and defending the interest of their own society. No? So, but always, and, and we need to be very clear, the church has always recommended and encouraged to do anything before to reach war. War brings along an amount of evils and abuses of all kinds which is the most horrible situations. So, uh, always to pray to avoid any kind of war. Always to do whatever before uh, reaching a situation of war. Why? Because, because the destruction is massive. Even if you have all the, the human means, all the armies and weapons, to, to, to detect or to select specific targets is always a, a source of destruction for the population, for the country, etc. No? Therefore, uh, is is always better, no? I mean, to avoid uh, the war. No? I mean, and then uh, yeah, to to promote to foster peace, the the peace. No? peace among nations, peace within the nations. No? This is a very important responsibility of the authorities. No? I mean, this is a very important responsibility also of the army. No? More than to make the work, they, they, they are here to, to keep the peace no? among the different parts, the different situations that they have to go through. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are the amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 